is the next question. My three and a half year old daughter will only eat canned green beans, not frozen garden beans, sweet potato casserole, and sometimes corn. How can I encourage her to eat more vegetables or should I be happy she's at least eating some? Phenomenal question. Self, um, self report here. <laughs> I have four kids. Two of mine are fantastic eaters and um, wide variety of everything. Love vegetables, love salads. I had a five-year-old order a salad at a Mexican restaurant one time. I'm like, what? And two of mine, not so fabulous eaters. They are way more in the carb, if it's white and has carbohydrates, I'll eat it <laughs> camp. I feel your pain, okay? My husband and I are super healthy and we're all over the place with vegetables and healthy, so I get it. Um, so let me back up. I say toddler, even though you said three and a half year old, because I do keep all the littles in the little bucket. I know that she's a pre ker but let me just back up to toddlers here for a nanosecond. Toddlers and taste buds. Young children are genetically programmed to have a preference for certain tastes and dislike for others. There is some scientific evidence behind it, and there is some scientific dispute behind it. So just run with me here on this one. But their taste buds are designed um, on purpose for them to be able to consume what they need and avoid what they don't need. So from the very beginning, babies are attracted to sweet flavor, which helps them, which is what helps them to drink breast milk and naturally sweet food. Okay, great. That makes sense, right? But then it lends itself to also really eat liking all these other things that have sugar in them, like cupcakes and cookies. <laughs> um, and they also really like salty tastes. So again, French fries and chicken nuggets and kind of that whole bucket. Um, but are adverse to sour and bitter. So maybe just kind of a, like some of us as we get older, we really enjoy sour and bitter. And you know, teenagers and middle school kids love Sour Patch Kids and all that jazz. Um, obviously, littles are less prone to that. The experience of eating is a package deal. So this is fascinating because it's a, it's a whole big, it's not just it tastes good, but if we think we'll like a food, there's a much better chance we actually will. It's not just the way a food tastes. There is a fantastic, I, I don't know if it's on um, YouTube or if it's just an Instagram or what, but I actually saw it on America's Funniest Home Videos literally just a couple nights ago, and it was a mom feeding her toddler in a high chair and he wouldn't eat whatever was on the spoon. He was fighting it and pushing away and, you know, just like we've all seen and experienced. And she, she took the ketchup bottle and she fake put ketchup on it. I'm not, it was genius. She's like, shh. So no ketchup actually went on the spoon at all, but she fake put ketchup on it and he ate it. Hilarious. But it really was such a beautiful, like, example of the fact that if we think we'll like a food, there's a much better chance that we actually will. So it's not just the way a food tastes, but it's also the way the food smells. And again, we're, we're preferential to different smells. So a child, all of us, but a child also who has very little knowledge of it all, if it smells different, then that's going to impact their perception of the event how it's presented, it's a visual thing. So how it looks to them, if it looks unusual, this was a really fun picture to pick out, right? When I went to the Microsoft image and I'm like, hey, give me a fun picture of food. I'm like, holy smokes, this is all out, fun picture of food. And please, you don't have to do this every time you feed your child. But it's both the smell 
and the visual representation of the food. This is an entire package deal for us. All of our senses are at play here at one time. And this little picture is, it's our perception of the food. So really it matters if we think we're going to like it or not. So here's a big number that I heard, I don't know, easy, uh, as many as five, six years ago or more. And the number has varied between 12 and 15. But there's this big number, 12 to 15. We have to experience the taste of a food as many as 12 to 15 times before we have actually been able to acquire a taste preference for that food. So if I go back to this mom's question, her concern of I've only got a kiddo who's eating canned green beans and sweet potato casserole, I get that there's a concern that she's not experiencing all of these other foods enough times to train her taste buds to like them. Well, fear not, we have the rest of our lives. So it's okay if it doesn't all happen when she's three, she can actually have experience with, let's say, um, something kids generally don't like if I take up broccoli. Um, it seems to be a common food kids are adverse to. She doesn't have to taste it 12 to 15 times when she's three. She could end up having a, a taste of broccoli 12 to 15 times over the next five years. And I know that seems kind of silly, but taste buds change and they do ebb and flow and they do grow. And so we can take heart in knowing that as long as we're exposing her to all the foods, smells, visual representations, touch, um, even licking it, you don't have to taste it, just lick it. That might seem odd, but when we're working with kids who have um, eating challenges, like um, medical eating challenges, I've worked with an um, occupational therapist before where they're doing like food and eating clinics for little ones who are struggling. Maybe they were tube fed for too long. And so now they're really having a hard time learning how to eat. There's a stair step process. And the stair step process is accustomed to the sight, accustomed to the smell, accustomed to the visual representation, accustomed to touching it. Just let me touch it accustomed to putting it up to my mouth. I don't even have to lick it or taste it. Accustomed to licking it, but not eating it. So when we're training littles who have had a, a hard time with eating, there's an entire whole stair-step approach, bit by bit by bit by bit. So again, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Take the broccoli, stick it in your mouth, chew it and swallow it, because that could actually do the opposite, right? It could really train their brain to dislike this experience so intensely that I'm never gonna like broccoli. Um, kind of a funky little thing. So easy peasy rules. Stay cool. <laughs> I should put a cucumber up there, right? Stay cool. We're not going to make food a thing. And this really builds on the last um, conversation. Food is a tough thing. And it really is a battle um, when we're trying to parent healthy kids. And the more we maintain our cool, the better. We're good role models. We provide a whole host of like, you know, raspberries and fresh green beans from the garden and summer squash or right, that's a thing, <laughs> spaghetti squash, summer squash. Um, as long as we're hosting a whole array, array for our kiddos, it's great. We're experiencing and trying everything. We're role modeling really well. Um, stay cool about it. Try it, great. Don't try it, don't. Um, I've done a lot of things wrong in my parenting years, a lot. And forcing kids to 
to put it in their mouth and, and forcing them, if my kids are watching this right now, they're all rolling their eyes, forcing them to chew and swallow to the point where they're crying and gagging. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I've misstepped a few times in my life. Um, so keep our cool. Again, put the whole variety out and let them pick. Now, I will say, from the example I put out before, if I am making spaghetti and green beans and garlic bread, and I put all three of these foods on your plate, just a little bit of each, and you eat all of the spaghetti and all the garlic bread and don't touch the green beans, that's cool, but you're not getting any more of the spaghetti and the, and the garlic bread. And, and that's, I'm not upset by it. It's like, hey, can I have more spaghetti? Nope, not until you have some green beans. And maybe I only have like one green bean on your plate or two. I'm like, no, sweet baby, we have to try the green beans. You have to, you have to eat one or again, depending on your child's age. And they're like, nope, I'm not trying them. You're like, okay, that's okay. I'm not going to value. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to count bites. I'm not going to count anything else. Um, but that's okay. But I'm not going to also carb load you on spaghetti and garlic bread either. So you don't end up understanding that we're a healthy, diverse family. So let them pick. The reality is suctions aren't negotiable once they're made. So um, if the child asks for this food, then that's what's for dinner. We're not like tailor making everything. You've heard that rule before. Um, selections aren't negotiable once they're made. You ask for grilled cheese, you get grilled cheese. <laughs> um, this is what I made for dinner. This is what we're eating. I'm not going to get up and make you peanut butter and jelly because you don't like spaghetti and green beans. You can have a little bit of everything or you don't really have to enjoy it. That i Again, I'm not going to fight you on this, and we're going to make sure meals are enjoyable. Kids can drink all their calories, and so if they are hungry, they will drink and drink and drink and drink. So um, I teeter on this. I know I can be, be kind of um, borderlining on some pretty tough topics here with kids who are underweight, who, you know, kids who need Pediasure and the extra calories. Um, we tell you to you know, give them the Pediasure, give them the um, chocolate milk, you know, get them more calories because they're underweight and they need it. I would never, ever, ever want you to food deprive a child that we're trying to put calories on. So please don't um, mishear this. Um, but if your child is healthy, if they're in a good weight stage, if they're in a good growth stage, um, and you're just trying to expose them to all the options, then I wouldn't let them drink 32 ounces of milk at dinner because instead of eating, they're drinking all their calories. So um, downsize servings, you heard me say one green bean. Um, a couple of noodles. I know that seems ridiculous, but little people, little bodies, little stomachs. So just put a little bit of things on a plate. Um, we're not feeding a 13-year-old. We're feeding a three-year-old. I said this before. Don't don't count bites. I'm not going to say three more bites, three more bites, three more bites. You know what? Here's dinner. Eat it. Great. Don't. We're all right. There's another chance. Oh, hey, it was done already. Okay. So I went through that one fast. It's 131. So let me stop share. If you joined us, and again, you only have to fill the eval out once if you're on the whole call, um, but I will end up stopping the recording there. So that way people who are just listening to that have a chance to do the evaluation. Are there questions on that picky eater one? Um, really, again, it, it balances itself with the first one. Those two topics go hand in hand and really kind of um, together make make a pretty a pretty um, comprehensive overview of that particular topic. So 